Amen. Well, good morning, Shiloh. Oh, it's a beautiful day outside. We're going to give the Lord his praise and his honor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, this song says, I am a friend of God. Oh, we all are friends of God. Oh, we are blessed. Amen. God Almighty. God 
joyful noise. Savior, and I even call you all that because you're everything. Oh Lord, you are faithful, and your name is faithful. Faithful you are, and faithful you'll be. Savior. 
this, I call you healer. I call you healer. Ultimate healer. experience we want to talk about the Christ standard the Christ standard in our early morning worship we expounded on God's word through the prophet Isaiah where God extends to us the opportunity to enjoy his mercy despite the justice we rightfully deserve he said, if you'll be reasonable, though your sin is like scarlet, I will wash them white as snow. It was God's call to a disobedient Israel and Judah to take a step back from God's justice and embrace God's mercy. It was a call for responsible living. Responsible living is something that's needed today, particularly when we're speaking about God's people. These times cry out for disciples to spiritually respond to the various matters that confront us. For the church, responsible living means living by Christ's standard. The world presents various standards by which we might live, but if we do proper investigation, we'll find that the world's standards don't compare to Christ's standards. For example, one world standard is prosperity, living life in pursuit of wealth and material 
gain. And let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with having or making money. But if money is more than a tool for your life, if money becomes the goal for your living, then you're living by the wrong standard. It's bad to make prosperity our standard for living. As a standard, prosperity makes us selfish and dismissive of the needs of others. The prosperity standard will make us do things that we wouldn't do otherwise. Be careful, my brothers and sisters, of putting wealth ahead of people. We'll be sliding down a slippery slope of greed and selfishness that may cause us to gain the whole world but lose our soul. Another world standard is personal pleasure, doing what makes us feel good. But personal pleasure is a poor standard because it leads to indulgence and recklessness. When we're seeking personal pleasure, it's easy to be fooled. It's easy to think that we're in control of things when in reality things are in control of us. Can I tell you that today millions of intelligent, talented people will never realize their potential because they got caught up in the standard of personal pleasure. Another world standard is power. And power is a seductive thing. The ability to affect the lives of masses of people by what we say or do is a lure that attracts many of us. And there's nothing wrong with the judicious use of power to bring about good in the lives of people. But power is a tough standard to live by. Once we gain power, we spend all of our time trying to keep power. And instead of doing what's right, we end up doing what will best suit our purposes. Instead of doing what's right, we do what will keep us in control. Responsible living can't be accomplished by the standards of the world. If, if we are to live responsible lives, then we must seek a better standard. And there's no better standard than the Christ standard. So that leads me to ask you this question today. Do you know what the Christ standard is? And if you don't, let me tell you, the Christ standard is agape love. As I have loved you, so should you love one another. The Christ standard is love without limit or restriction. Once we learn to love, the Christ standard is manifested in service. Jesus said, God's spirit is on me and he has chosen me to preach the message of good news to 
the poor. He has sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and the recovery of sight to the blind. He has sent me to set the burden and the battered free. He has sent me to announce that this is God's year to act. This tells us something, my brothers and sisters. The Christ standard is learning how to love people the way Jesus loved us and then allowing that love to enable us to take advantages of opportunities to serve. If you ain't serving, then you can't possibly be loving. Our text today deals with the importance of embracing the Christ standard. Jesus was ministering in Judea. He was teaching about how we must love our fellow man. But as he was teaching, a a Pharisee and an expert in the law of Moses took issue with what Jesus was saying. We can't know precisely what his objection was. Perhaps Jesus' teaching went against his personal philosophy. There's a lot of that in the church today. The older I get and the longer I serve in Jesus' church, the more disheartened I become when I see church folk that want Jesus to approve their agenda rather than for them to get on Jesus's agenda. To achieve the Christ standard, there must be a conscious, consistent shift away from us and toward Jesus. We have to love like Jesus loves. We have to serve like Jesus serves. We have to forgive like Jesus forgives. This Pharisee took issue with what Jesus was teaching and he stood up and he asked Jesus teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life and Jesus responded to his question with a question what does the law say the man said the law says love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself and Jesus says that's a good answer you you know what the standard is if you do that you will have eternal life but the Pharisee wasn't satisfied he took his challenge a little father and he asked Jesus well tell me this Jesus who is my neighbor And in response to that question, Jesus told a story. Jesus said there was a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho. But on his journey, the man was mugged. Robbers stripped him of his clothing and took his possessions. They beat him brutally and left him on the road to die. As the man laid there, a priest passed that way. But instead of helping him, Jesus says he passed on to the other side. A little later, a Levite, a devout and religious man, came down the same road, and he too passed on to the other side. But then a third man came by, and this man was a Samaritan. And when the Samaritan saw the man. He stopped and he showed love for this man. 
While Jesus doesn't say, we commonly assume that the victim of this robbery was a Jewish man. And the significance of that assumption is that Jews and Samaritans were mortal enemies. And while fellow Jews refused to help this man, both the priest and the Levite were Jewish, this Samaritan showed real neighbor love by stopping to help this man. But when we think about it, the story has even greater power if we don't assume the nationality of the victim. I believe that Jesus left it open because he's trying to tell us something. It shouldn't matter what color he was. Shouldn't matter what part of town he came from. And shouldn't matter what he looks like if he looks different from us. It shouldn't matter where he goes to worship. If we are to live by the Christ standard, we need to show love no matter what. This Samaritan represents the church fulfilling its responsibility to meet the needs of people. And when you view the story from this perspective, some relevant points stand out. First, I want you to see that the Samaritans saw the need. Church, in times like these, we need to be able to see the need. All of us are looking at the same things today, but we don't all see the same need. And, and it's dangerous to look and not see needs that are right in front of you. That was the problem with the priest and the Levite. They saw the condition that this man was in, but they had no concern for the man's welfare. But when the Samaritan came by, he understood that he not only saw, but he recognized a need. The Christ standard makes you aware of your spiritual responsibility for the needs that you see. The Christ standard makes you understand that you do have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. The Christ standard reminds us that we are indeed our brother's keeper. The Christ standard assures us that no matter how big the need may be, we have a power that the world does not possess, nor can the world control that will enable us to meet the responsibility and that power is Jesus Christ. This Samaritan saw what the others saw but he saw more than that. He saw the need and then more than seeing the need this Samaritan saw himself playing a role in meeting the need and my brothers and sisters that's important. Seeing the need is not enough We'll never live up to the Christ standard for our lives until we see ourselves doing something to help meet the need. The priest and the Levites saw what the Samaritans saw, but they did not envision themselves having a role in meeting this man's need. Their concern was more about themselves. But when the Samaritan 
came along. He not only saw the need, but he saw a way that he could play a role in meeting the need. Oh, church, hear me today. If we're going to live up to the Christ standard, then we must seek relevant methods by which we can play a part in meeting the needs of people. We must develop programs that carry our message beyond the walls of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church out into the community. We have a good message. We have a positive message. We have the best message that anybody can have. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But unless we see ourselves playing a role in meeting the needs of people, then our message will continue to be stifled. Be careful of what you see. Good Sunday attendance ain't enough. Good financial reports ain't enough. We have to see what the Samaritans saw. There are hurting people out there who will die spiritually unless we get involved in meeting their need. And if the Lord has ever done something for you, you ought to be able to look beyond the surface and you ought to reach out a helping hand in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, things change when you stand in Jesus' name. When you bring Jesus up, he'll take the pain away. When you bring Jesus up, he'll restore your joy. When you bring Jesus up, he's able to make everything all right. Well, finally, not only did the Samaritan see the need, not only did he see himself playing a role in meeting the need, but the Samaritan did the best that he could. Jesus says that the Samaritan went to the man and, and he bound up his wounds. He picked the man up. He carried him to the nearest village, but he didn't stop there. Jesus says he gave the innkeeper some money the next morning and told him, I want you to take care of this man while I'm gone. And if this is not enough, then do whatever you have to do to make him well. And upon my return, I'll pay you for your trouble. My brothers and sisters, that's more than seeing the need. That's, that's more than seeing your role in meeting the need, but that's doing the best that you can. If we are to be the church that Christ expects of us, if we are to live up to the Christ standard, then we have to do the best that we can to look beyond today and start preparing for tomorrow. And you won't do that from the world's perspective. That only comes from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus for yourself, then you know that he can make a change in your life, not only for today, but forever. Jesus today means victory tomorrow. Jesus today means hope for tomorrow. Jesus today means a way maker when the road gets rough. Jesus today means a heart fixer when the burdens get heavy. Jesus today means confidence that somebody will be with me when the lightning is flashing and the thunder is rolling. Jesus today means that no matter what God will make a way somehow. 
If we are to be who God would have us to be, if we are to be who Christ called us to be, then we have to ignore the world's standards. And we have to embrace the standard that Jesus said, as I have loved you, so should you love one another. And greater love has no one than this, that you're willing to lay down your life for your friends. Precious.